Welcome to the WEPC Discipleship Podcast, because the gospel changes everything. Welcome to the 15th episode of season three of the WEPC Discipleship Podcast. Here we are coming to the end, nearing the end of Acts, coming down the line. I am Joe. I'm Sarah. And I'm Elliot. Yes. And here we are about to look into uh, Acts 20, verse 1 through 21, verse 17, saying goodbye. Saying, I don't saying like goodbye. it. Hard to do. It's hard to do. Saying goodbye is hard to do. It is true. Uh, that's right, because we're we're at this point now where Paul has been going on this uh, journey, this um, missionary journey, if you will, and uh, he the the largest chunk of this section is him saying goodbye to the Ephesian elders. Um, hey guys, have you ever had? to have a painful goodbye if you ever had to say a painful goodbye yes (laughs) yeah Yeah. it's i feel like my heart breaks a lot because i have so many people all over the world that i miss Mm. but yeah i guess if you want a specific one um okay one time i was working with a bunch of people down in a magical place and when we said goodbye i um we all had like this moment where like, cause there was like 40 of us. We were like, we might n- probably never be all in the same place at once. And it was really weird. Like ever again, you know what I mean? Like what are the odds that 40 people will be back in the same place or yeah. together ever again? So it was just one of those things. Like I remember someone said, see you in heaven and <laughs> see you in eternity or something like that. And I was like, maybe like, you just never know. No. Um, and it kind of like, it was kind of funny. And then it was kind of like, Oh, interesting to think about um and i just had had a really sweet summer with them so it was like um i ended up seeing probably like i've probably seen about 10 of them and since then but i haven't seen a lot of them you know it's just one of those things people are from all over the world and you can't see of them but it was kind of hard to be like oh i'm not gonna see you every day all the time that's weird yeah 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 i i would this is going to sound like a uh a first world problem, if you will. But uh, my wife and I went on a vacation of a lifetime. We went on a safari in South Africa Mm. and it was amazing. I I could spend hours talking about it, but we were in this like uh, beautiful, if you've seen the HBO show, White Lotus, it's, it's like this um, like retreat center for people uh and we just hang out with this group of people and then we go out twice a day on this car this truck to go look at the wild animals and uh it was weird because i was on vacation it was wonderful i was just there with my wife and it was great but we were with a group of people and we got to know this group of people people from norway people from germany people from south africa people from england and and then we were staying probably four days and a lot of them were staying only three days. And they, after they left, it was like, it was really sad. I was just very sad that I had to say goodbye to these, my new friends that, yeah. 
you know, I may never see again. And it was, it was, it was hard. That's what I think of. I too, I had to say goodbye to people, but I'm not going to regale you the stories. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it yeah. sucks. Yeah. It's, it's hard when you've, you've made tight relationships with people and, um, obviously saying goodbye is hard to do for sure. Saying goodbye is hard to do. So then, so here we are in, in this text in verse in chapter twenty, verse one. He's leaving, uh, and he's heading out. Sets out for Macedonia, and verse two. I just want to say this: this isn't the, a question in the study, but I I just loved this concept. Verse two: He traveled through the area, speaking many words of encouragement to the people. I mean, it seems like Paul's mission in this journey right for the, at this point on is just to encourage the church and encourage the the persecuted burgeoning church and i i love that i just think that's such a beautiful picture from to to me of that's what this first section is doing and then it tells us um he really wanted to get back to jerusalem for pentecost for the feast of unleavened bread um mm-hmm. He really wanted to go back to Jerusalem. So it's sort of like this point of he's on this journey. But no, remember, like his his missionary journeys, he hasn't been in Jerusalem in a long time. Like he's been in Antioch. That's been like the base, his base of operation. And he's been going on on missionary journeys. Um, And so now he's heading back to Jerusalem and on his way back before we get to his farewell to the Ephesian elders. There's this little vignette about Eutychus, the little, not little, but the young man who falls out of a window and uh, dies. He falls asleep. What do you guys think of this little vignette? I can like relate, right? Like we've all been in a uh, a sermon of some some sort and and our eyes have uh, have wanted to, to, to fall asleep. Not when you preach, Joe. Yeah, yeah, thank you, thank you. Of course, only when Steve <laughs> preaches, only with Steve. Yes. And, um, but yeah, we've been in a classroom or some other, you know, we've all been there. And so, yeah, it's it's just a very interesting little vignette of like, okay, he he's fighting it. He's just like, try, it, like, it goes on to say, he's like, he's like trying not to fall asleep, but is overtaken. Now it sounds like Paul is is teaching for a long period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he he uh, falls asleep and then falls out of window and dies, and and that's just it's just a very interesting little vignette. So you you already said that, but I'm just yeah. I think it's funny, not funny, but you know, I guess it's funny. Yeah. But yeah. then, but then it's like Paul's like, well, um, he's fine. Like yeah. his life is in him, yeah. and heals him, and then like it ends with, and they took the youth away alive, and we're not a little comforted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How does your version say that? Uh, Is yeah, that verse they, twelve? Yeah, verse twelve. They were greatly comforted. Yeah, but yeah. Mine says we're not a little comforted. That's so funny. <laughs> Sarah, I was I was actually listening to this uh, on like my my iPhone like Bible IS app, and I, I have the NIV translation yeah. or whatever translation it is, and it said that, and I paused it because I was like, "What does that mean? Not a little comforted." Uh, it, it just, it, it sounded weird, but yeah. yes, yeah. meaning they were it's like very understatement. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like, they were very, yeah. <laughs> so funny. Another but thing. But then that, he moves on and yeah, sorry, keep going. 
No, I I was just going to add a little joke, Sarah. I, I apologize. Oh, it, I like it, a joke. It's not, I mean, it, all it is is Eutychus, his, his name is Greek for lucky. Yeah. Uh, well, that's he just pretty great. lucky. Yeah. I just think that's hilarious. <laughs> that's that awesome. Lucky falls out of a window and dies. Uh, and Paul comes in and, and wakes him up. Isn't that um, lucky? That is very lucky. Lucky. Yes, lucky. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not biting. Because uh, then, right after that, uh, he then uh, heads, gets on a ship, sails for uh, Asos, and there he uh, arrives. And you know, through various things, he meets up with on the shore. He meets up with his the Ephesian elders. Um, and that's what the main chunk of this section is, is, um, is the, his farewell address to the Ephesian elders. Uh, you know, I, I was reading about this today and it's interesting. I just never really put it together, but the speech, this is the third speech by Paul in Acts. And the first one is in Antioch and he's speaking to Jews and it's a very uh, Jewish centric sermon and then his second one is the one we talked about a few weeks ago the in athens the uh, uh um or the altar to the unknown god and that's aimed at greeks gentiles and mm. then this is his third one and it's aimed at fellow christians that's what it is like fellow leaders but not just leaders but like you know the church aimed at fellow christians um i just think it's uh and mm. then we're we're gonna hear in the next few weeks we're gonna hear more of his speeches, but these are like trials and testimonies before a tribunal and all that stuff. So this is his third one, um, speaking to the elders. I'm trying to think if there's a, uh, when you read this, what, what, when you read this passage about his sermon to the Ephesian elders, um, what's the tone of the passage? Um, it feels very somber and like he probably won't be back. Like, no. this is my advice to you. Um, and mm-hmm. yeah, and yeah, even like the way that there's much weeping and they embrace and kiss him at the end. Like, it just feels like, uh, he's like giving his final words to them in person, I guess. I don't yeah. know. That's how it feels to me. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I love the I love the last little bit so I may finish my race with joy like that well not last little bit but that part of it like just that um I don't know I just love that metaphor that he's like yeah mm-hmm. he's running this race and he's trying to do it with joy and cuz he knows what's coming like you know I mean his whole his whole like the next couple of you know, chapters are all about like tons of like, you know, he's being beaten, he's being on trial. I mean, there's a lot that's going on with him and he still counts all that for joy. Yeah. And just like expounding on that with the, with the fellow believers. I, I, yeah. I don't know. I just appreciate that. Yeah. 
It feels like he's giving a recap in a way of like, this is what I've done. I still stand by these iron pillars of the gospel that I have like, this is the stuff that matters. This is what we need to watch out for. Like there's some warning, you know, it's like, like he's caring for them in like all these different ways by like kind of summing it all up. Um, And, but also like kind of commissioning them to, to step up and be the leaders that they're called to be in Christ too. So it's like, um, like he's not supposed to be the one who's leading them all the time. You know, like it's yeah. the Holy spirit who's doing it. Um, yeah. And yeah. Yeah. And one of the, <laughs> I, one of the other things I, I'm sorry, Joan, I just, I thought yeah. it was really great. And I want to say, cause I, I had written it down. I just had forgot to say it earlier. Um, I had read a part, uh, Spurgeon had made some commentary on this and I thought it was really great. He said he preached the gospel that was worth dying for. And that's a mm-hmm. worthy challenge to any preacher is the gospel that you preach worth dying for. I just thought that was like something great to think about is like, like when we talk to our friends that are non-believers or we talk to um, people in the neighborhood or, you know, for Sarah, for, for youth group kids, like the gospel we're talking about, is it worth dying for? Is it worth talking about and sharing with, or is it just about morals? Or is it about mm. social justice or is it about religious traditions? So those were some things like just thinking through like, not mm-hmm. bad things, of course, but are they are they are they the gospel? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. I think that's something like hearing him say, like I don't account my life of any value, nor is precious to myself. If only I may finish my course and the ministry that I receive from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. Like I think mm-hmm. about, I've moved a lot, and so I've said goodbye a lot. Like I, I gave one example, but I've said goodbye so many times, and sometimes I haven't done it well, and it's like. Mm-hmm. I feel like his heart is to end this well in life, well in his ministry. Like it's, um, I don't know. I think, yeah. Isn't that something that we all just all want to do, whatever we do, like whether it's like, um, I was talking to somebody today about, um, dating and just like this idea of like, do you date somebody because like, what if it ends? Well, it's an opportunity to get to know somebody, to get to know yourself, to get to know Jesus through that relationship and yeah, well, maybe it will end, but there is an opportunity for it to end better than horrible. You know, like you can still end it well and it's okay. And you learn something or you can not even start and not even have anything, you know, it's like anything that we do. It's, um, are we doing it with love? Are we asking God for help in it? That kind of thing. So it just feels like he's really, he's, he's caring to do this well and to end well. And, and asking the Holy spirit and, and having it being tested by what's true in the gospel and the word. And like, he's saying these things like, Hey, this is, um, the word of his grace. It's able to build you up and to give you the inheritance among all those who are sanctified. Like this is, this is good. (laughs) And this is what's worth spending my life on, you know? Yeah. I, I agree with everything you guys said. And, and Elliot, I, I love that you read a sermon, uh, a Spurgeon sermon about this. Like, yeah. God, so great. Uh, Charles Spurgeon, one of the best. Yes. Uh, but, it, but it, it, that's when I read this, when I read this passage, it made me think of that. It made me think of, it seems like Paul is so sold out in every way and mm. he's leaving nothing <laughs> uh nothing out like he right. he's yeah i mean if he was a football player he would you'd have to drag him off the field he's like leaving it all out there um mm-hmm. 
you know, verse 27 is a great one. You know, I'm in the NIV for I have not hesitated to proclaim to you the whole will of God or the ESV is the whole counsel of God. Uh, and I, I love that he's just he's saying this. I am speaking to you with such authority that I'm giving you everything. I'm giving you everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and verse 21, I think in my in my eyes, in his sermon, his farewell verse 21 is his is the pinnacle of what he's trying to say is what I have done is I have declared to both Jews and Greeks that they must turn to God in repentance and have faith in our Lord Jesus. Like this is what I'm, I'm telling them to do. This is what I'm, this is what I'm about. This is everything I'm about. Mm. Uh, It's so great. And, you know, and we see, especially in the coming weeks where we're going to see him, uh, you know, just in the midst of, I mean, he's, he's on his way to Jerusalem almost, and we're going to get to it in a second when this guy comes and tells him, uh, I think Agabus, right. He's going to come and tell him, you know, don't go. Uh, but he's going to, everyone's telling him don't go. Cause it's like certain death, yeah. certain death, but, uh, he's heading there anyway. Um, what, and what power to be able to say, I can speak the whole counsel of God and at the same time say, I serve the Lord with great humility and with tears. Mm-hmm. I, I can, I can do one or the other. That's what I can do. Mm. Like I can, I can be empathetic and be humble, but I will back away from speaking hard truth. Or I can say, I'm going to speak hard truth and not be humble and not be empathetic uh, in my sin, that's how I would respond. But that's power to be able to do both. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think it's worth noting too that he's like warning of the fierce wolves that will come in. You know, like just that there will be things threatening the gospel, and it might just be two degrees off. But it's two degrees off. It's not good. Like we like he doesn't say two degrees. I'm just in my head. No, I'm thinking. I'm, th- I'm thinking yeah. that like like it is so important that we have this. Um, what is it like the plumb line, like the real true, like we need to know what this gospel is that's worth dying for. And then remembering the week, remembering um, it is more blessed to give than to receive. And I think, I mean, I'm definitely convicted when he's like, I don't, I, I haven't, what do you say? I coveted no one's silver or gold or apparel. And I'm like, Oh, I, I definitely have like, you know, (laughs) Um, but, um, but I think that was, that was important for him to say, in his story in this, like, like he is, he has done a complete 180 in his life since Jesus um, called him to his ministry. And it's, and he, I, I mean, the fear of the Lord is in him, but the love of the Lord is in him. You know, like it's, it's yeah. all of that. It's all connected in this beautiful way. He's like, this is so important. And you guys know, I mean, business here, like mm-hmm. <laughs> just like God does. And just like Jesus you know, went to Jerusalem, like, like to do the things that are hard. Just he's following the spirit and following Jesus. He's like, this is what I have to do. So very convicting. It is. Yeah. I I would say this, in my opinion, when I read that, when I read this, this was the reason why the whole Eutychus event happened right before this is because verse, like you were just saying, Sarah, the, the verse 28, Keep watch over yourselves and all the flock of which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. 
be shepherds of the church of God. Like keep watch. Uh, mm. Jesus bought you and the church with, by his blood and the Holy spirit is applying the redemptive work of Jesus on your life. Stay awake. Keep watch. Mm. Keep watch. And, you know, I'm not, I don't want to disparage Eutychus. He was lucky after all, but you know, he, that's a literal example of someone who just fell asleep um, mm. and, and led to death. And yet God was merciful and brought him back, obviously. But, um, you know, keep watch. It's, it's important for us to be aware uh, of the threats of danger, both outside and inside. Um, the church historian Eusebius uh, one of my favorite guys, he he talked about how the Ephesian church like went down the tubes with because there were people inside that led them astray and they became Arians. They became they they turned away from the true faith because there yeah. were people that led them away. There were people there were shepherds, there were uh, wolves uh, amongst the church and. You know, I, I'm not saying that Paul's statement didn't do anything, but um, it is important that we need to stay awake from uh, stay awake against false teaching, against false practice. Um, it's important for us to be aware and to stay awake, um, and that's that's really what he's war- You know, that's what he's warning, uh, instructing the Christian leaders to do. Right, is to be good shepherds and overseers of their flocks. Um, and that is important. Um, are, would you consider yourself a good shepherd or overseer over the flock that God has given you? What do you think? <laughs> I mean, we're I guess all I can talk shepherds, about right. Yeah. Which I, yeah. I mean, I was thinking just first and foremost about my family, right? Like, my wife and two kids um that was sort of thinking through that like while you were talking and am i a good shepherd to the like am i a good overseer to them and i'd say i'm okay just to be honest like the truthful honest like you know mm-hmm. yeah i was just thinking like like so like right now i'm like i don't know i hope so <laughs> mm. um i think something that I've been praying a lot about lately is just like, how do I, cause you just can't possibly be like the perfect shepherd, right? It can't be Jesus. Mm-hmm. So how do I like love and care for Like I'm seeing, I'm thinking of teenagers. Um, and there's a lot of them in my life and I just <laughs> like, I wish I could do so much. Um, right. so I'm some days I'm like, Oh, surely I can do more. And then I realized schedules, I can't even get together with them. Like sometimes it's hard to just find that time. And then sometimes it's just like, Oh, I have my moments. That was good. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> so, um, I think that's something that I'm, I'm growing and praying and asking God to help me with. Um, cause how do you, how do you, you know, it's almost like, how do you get better at things that are like in faith and spiritual ways? It's like, well, I hope I'm spending time with Jesus and having that be the thing that like leads me to love people and um, telling them, I think this is why Paul is saying like, I need you to know, like I have been committed to this 
and I am like, like we, we want leaders to be the ones that are like, um, that they can't like, like above reproach in that way. Like that idea of like, mm-hmm. there's this thing that is important here because leaders are the ones that people follow. And, um, it's no small thing to be a leader, but it's also it comes with a great, I hope great humility and like dependence on the spirit. So I'm mm-hmm. definitely praying for that. I've definitely had my moments of pride and all the things, yeah. but yeah, so yeah. I'm blabbing. Amen. <laughs> Amen. I, yeah. I'm with, I'm, with you both on that uh uh it it is a daunting task to think that uh the one thing that i have been convicted of recently probably in the past couple of weeks is um the power of words i've just been around a couple situations that uh people have said things to people in their spheres this is not not me but i've been aware of these situations where people have said things to uh, people in their sphere of influence, people they are supposed to be shepherding that are almost unforgivable. Like Mm. words that people have said that are just horrendous, that Mm. uh, are, it can break such bonds. And uh, to me, it's, it it is a reminder to me to, to guard my tongue, to, to be protective of uh, the people that I care for, the, the people that are in my sphere of influence, people I'm supposed to be shepherding, um, I, what am I saying? Am I saying words of encouragement? Am I saying words of the whole counsel of the Lord? Or am I saying words that are, you know, coming from the, the pit of hell, as uh, James would say, you know, like mm. the, the tongue is, uh, can set oh, the world ablaze. And so I, I just think, I have been convicted of the words that I've been saying. And I have said words recently that I just wish I could just put it back in. Oh, why did I say that? Oh, let me just put it back in. And, uh, you know, thankfully the Lord is merciful and forgiving. And, uh, I just, one, one of my, one of my number one prayers is may people remember the words that you want them to remember and forget the words that he doesn't want me want them to remember, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, so maybe uh, an, another good question that is in this study, question eight: Why was Paul not afraid to leave the elders and the church in their care? Why was he not afraid to leave them in their care? I think this is a good word to myself, and just general, like when I've left places, like whether it be like a summer mission trip or something, like it's just hard to be like, I want to control something. I want to like keep, I feel like if I'm not in their life, they're not going to keep on doing something. But it feels like when I read this, that Paul is saying like, I trust God and that he's going to take care of you. And, um, whatever, you know, like there's something very true about that. Even though you just told me the history of the Ephesians is that they're going to mess up, I guess. But, but, he also is, probably knows humanity too. Like God is still gonna, like if he's no, if he, if he's been growing up reading all the Old Testament, then he knows that God is still faithful to people who mess up, and he's mm-hmm. gonna, his, like his work is gonna be done no matter what. Mm-hmm. Like that's what's so. I think it just gives me hope because when we feel like we know how it's gonna end, <laughs> yeah, we probably would despair if we think we know the answer. But if yeah. we like 
trust what's actually true that God's gonna like the God's gonna take care of us and the providence of God is is tr- is true and He has a plan for us. Like we can trust Him, and yeah. He so He can leave, kind of get out of His own way of like I don't have to be their leader. Like they can they can do their own thing. Like He can. Th- yeah. He can leave in peace and know that God's the real one yeah. taking control. It's very simple, but it's also like, I think that's really hard for us as people mm-hmm. to like, let go. <laughs> it is very hard for people to let go. Yeah. yeah. I just think he, <clears throat> I mean, I think it's like one of those things, right? Like you love your kids and Gordon, you've done this and Joe, you're getting ready to do this with Jeb just thinking through like you love your kids, you tell them about Jesus, you model Jesus to them, you're for them, you pray for them and with them. And at some point they're, they're 18 year olds and they leave your house and you've got to hope that the, the foundation of Jesus Christ first and foremost in all things is the, is the thing that's on their hearts. And, and they're going to, I mean, Gordon, you can probably test this. They're going to fall. They're going to, they're going to fall down. They're going to forget. They're going to come back. I mean, just like to Sarah's point, the, the Old Testament is like a great example. You read the Old Testament and all you see is God's people being loved by God and then forgetting. Right. Brought back, right. forgetting, brought back, forget. Constant battle. But I think he ultimately knew that um, God and his word of grace would see them through. Like, I think that's the ultimate, this is the ultimate example of like, God is still present. And we've said this a million times on this podcast, the victory has already been won in Jesus. And so mm-hmm. like, I think for us, we put so much like stock in like, Oh, did I teach my kids enough? And did I pray for them enough? And did I do, I mean, no, the answer is no, we haven't, right. <laughs> you know, right. like, mm-hmm. yeah. but we have done it and we have told them the truth and we have, modeled the truth to them and we have prayed for them and point you know they gotta go yes yes and the end of the day like i've told i've seriously told teenagers the same thing for two years that's like all i say is the same thing like i'm Mm -hmm. like this is the truth this is the truth and then the holy spirit will do something in their heart and they'll be like look look at this thing, Sarah, did you know this, this, and this? And I'm like, yeah, I told you that like 20 <laughs> times. What you I know? Think, yeah. That's so like, funny, Sarah, because we, we as parents have the same <laughs> response to you, right? Like we tell our kids that and then, but Sarah told me, right? yeah. I've been right. saying that for six years. And Sarah said it last yeah. night, it was so, it meant so much to me, you know, oh. babe, I'm just saying, but like, but that's so true because we've all been like the three yeah. of us have all been young life leaders too. And we've had that same experience right. of like running into a mom or dad and they're like, I, you know, my, my young life leader, Elliot, or my young life leader, Gordon or Joe, they, they told me about the God, you know, and like, yeah, but yeah. I've, been, I've been telling you about that for years. Yeah. yeah. So it's so funny. Cause I wonder like how many times, I don't know, like we don't know every little story that Paul had, but it must've just been funny to see like people, light up and understand something be like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I'll tell you that like three years ago. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. But again, to my point before where I was like, well, I'm like, we're just limited too. And Paul is like, I can't be everywhere. I, it's time for mm-hmm. me to go. Holy Spirit's taking me a different direction. Like this is hard to say goodbye, but also like God is like, I trust him. Like, it's just, yeah. that is at the end of the day, like, yeah, like maybe it'll hit, Something will hit at some point, but I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> God knows. Yeah, he does. That's funny. Uh, yeah, 
uh, amen, amen to all that. My, I was tr- waiting, waiting to say something, and then as soon as you stopped talking, it just like fled my brain. Uh, I'm so sorry. Uh, no, I guess, it, I guess the Lord did not want me to say whatever I was going to say. Um, but uh, praise God that uh, praise God that He, uh, you, He's, you know, He's using people. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Is like. Paul is just following the example of the Lord Jesus. Like mm. if Jesus could have come, uh, rose from the dead, walked around for a few, for a while and then said, all right, let's start this whole kingdom and just brought the new heavens, and the new earth right then and there. Like he could have done that. Um, but for some reason he said, I'm going to leave now and I'm going to leave you guys in charge. Uh, I mean, obviously he's still in charge, but that's, uh, amazing that mm. uh, Jesus gave gave us that authority, and Paul is just following that example of he, as you were saying, Elliot, like he's limited, or, or Sarah was saying this, like he's limited. Paul can't do everything, and so he's got to pass it on and uh, let them do it. And praise God for that. Uh, yeah, I will. Uh, I did read a uh, a commentary about this that I think is just almost devotionally beautiful. That he was um you know heading to jerusalem and they're warning him that he's gonna die like that don't go there stop don't turn around don't go there um and this guy wrote who is this mike parsons mike michael parsons uh paul who had previously dragged men and women in chains from nearby damascus to jerusalem now kneels and prays on the shore with men women and their children who are now fellow believers he boards a ship voluntarily headed to suffer the same kind of persecution in Jerusalem that he himself once meted out. Mm. Uh, what a, what a great little picture. Like he's heading back to this, uh, place of imminent death, almost obvious death that he has participated in as a persecutor of the church. And, yeah. uh, here he is kneeling down and praying. I'm heading out. Um, and so, you know, th- there's this little vignette at the end after he says goodbye and he leaves where the prophet, uh, a prophet named Agabus came down um, and just like took Paul's belt, tied it up, tied him up and like uh, acted out what was about to happen. Um, and Paul said, don't worry about it. I'm heading down there anyway. And he goes to uh, and he heads out. So our little section ends with uh everyone just saying please don't go and he still has his mindset to go into jerusalem and uh and he arrives uh the our, our we're going to verse 17 when we when we luke is now speaking in the third person when we arrived in jerusalem the brothers received us warmly so it looks like everything is going to turn out great uh, <laughs> verse 17, he's arrived in Jerusalem. It looks like every, it, the brothers received him warmly. So it's got to be good, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so next week we'll find out what happens to him uh, in Jerusalem. Um, but uh, maybe a, a, a good final question for us is what we ask every week. Uh, what do you think the Holy Spirit is speaking to you in this text specifically?
I love the faithfulness of Paul. Like he he knows what's going to happen. He 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 knows that that things are not going to go well for him, and he's so faithful. Like he's so yeah. faithful to continue to, to to preach the gospel, um, yeah. and he just doesn't stop. Um, I just I appreciate that. And that that's kind of what you know. I think in my life is that true of me? Like, am I right. excited right. about preaching the gospel? You know, if it, if it if it's convenient for me, I am. But if it's not convenient for me, I'm probably not interested in that. You know, right. or if I gain something from it, you know, most yeah. likely notoriety for me, not for really God. Like, you know, yep. Um, yeah. So just thinking through that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. Well, just this week, there's just been a lot going on and people that I'm close with, different things are happening to them and it's making me anxious and, um, and in my own life, I'm just trying to figure out, you know, day by day, what, what is going to, you know, what's going to happen. Right. And, um, and when he says, let the will of the Lord be done, I'm very much like, that's what I want to I want my heart to say that, but yeah. I don't think I'm quite there right now because I'm just like, can my plan be okay? Like, <laughs> um, but I do, I do think that, like, you know, echoing the Lord's prayer, like, Thy will be done, Lord. Like, can I? Can you help me get to that place where I can trust you that even though um, I'm excited about things or I'm anxious about things or whatever. Um, I have no idea what's actually going to happen. I mean, come on. I didn't know it was going to happen like a month ago, two months ago. Like, but I had a plan for those months, you know, like, yeah. and he, he's doing something like, can I just be, can I, can I wait on him? Can I wait on him? And I think that's, I don't know. I was talking to somebody today just about how, um, both of us have had interesting things happen, um, where like we, well, we were just remembering in the past when we get excited about something and then it's like a huge letdown. And it's like, so why I don't want to get excited about something because then it won't happen. Like some kind of superstitious thing mm. of like, you mm. can't get excited about it. And it's like, well, no, because if I'm honest, like I'm really excited about it. And um, and if it doesn't happen, that'll be super sad. But that's not my um, my hope in life, right? Like my life yeah. and my hope it comes from the fact that I know Jesus and that he has saved me. And I have eternal hope and eternal life yeah. with him. And yeah. um, so it is just making that the heart thing. Like I want my heart to be crying out, let the will of the Lord be done. Yeah. And it's, it's there in my head, but it's like, it's, it's going back and forth. I don't know. Yeah. I need, I need some help yeah. there to connect that. And I think that is where the Holy Spirit is going to have to keep um, pressing in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, that's beautiful. I, I think I would say very similar things. Uh, the, 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 not just the passion of Paul, but the mm-hmm. compassion of Paul in this text is what, uh, comes out to me. Like he, he loves these people, like he loves them and yeah. he loves his Lord. Like he talks about God. He talks about Jesus. He talks about the Holy spirit. Like there is the Trinity in his, uh, whole speech and he mm. loves his Lord and yet he, and not, and yet, but, and also he loves and has compassion on these Ephesian elders. And, um, 
I, I wish I had the ability to be both powerful and mm. compassionate mm. Uh, as Paul. Like I, that would be wonderful. Mm. And like I said earlier, I, I think I just I either tend in one direction or the other, and um, that's that's what the Lord's speaking to me. Mm. Uh, well, uh, guys, we uh, a great job. Um, why don't I why don't I close us in prayer? Great. Do that. Uh, Lord Jesus, thank you that you uh, give uh, Paul, uh, you gave Paul a mission. uh, And I thank you that you give Elliot and Sarah and myself and even Gordon, who's listening in and uh, the other listener uh, of our (laughs) podcast. uh, You've given all of us missions on this earth. And I, I do pray that you continue to give us the ability to be Uh, powerful in our proclamation of the whole counsel of God, the repentance and and faith in Jesus that is the Mm. gift of the gospel, and give us the power to speak that way and to be loving and compassionate with everyone that comes in our path. Mm. Uh, may May you do that, Holy Spirit. Help us, we pray in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Well, uh, great job. Next week, we're going to be looking at the next passage, which is Acts 21, verse 18, all the way through the end of chapter 23. So get ready. Like, that's two and a half chapters of Acts. So um, start reading up, guys. Uh, but that's it for our uh, for our episode, and uh, I'll see you next week. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.